Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Welcome to Behind the Tunes. I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Our guest today is Jillian Edwards, a Texan by birth who made her way to Nashville to pursue a dream but found much more. Shaped by Mariah Carey and Dolly Parton, but blazing a trail of her own, with a unique talent that you're going to want to stick around to hear. This is Behind the Tunes. with Jillian Edwards of JillianEdwards.com. Jillian, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am amped Awesome. To talking to you. Great, great. <laughs> so now you're originally a Texan, is that right? Yes, that is right. <laughs> All right, so so then you, you make your way to Nashville where you are now. What was your journey like from Dallas to Nashville? Yes, uh, kind of the stereotypical loaded up my car and drove <laughs> to, yeah. to pursue my dreams, drove to Tennessee to pursue my music dreams, um, which I'm still pursuing and I, I love pursuing. Um, I didn't I didn't know that as I drove across the border into Tennessee and into Nashville that I was driving into the place where I would meet my husband and raise our daughter together and, you know, it's so crazy that a 22-year-old can, you know, have blessing from her parents to go, you know, move far away and pursue a pretty unknown path. And uh, But God is just so faithful like he always is. And little by little and step by step, he's just guided me and, you know, at, at every moment that I needed gave me enough you know, direction for the next step. So, uh, yeah, I went to college at Baylor in Texas, and uh, a couple days after graduation, mm-hmm. I was ready to go to Nashville. So that is uh, that is how that went. <laughs> Love it. Now, you mentioned your husband. You met him there. Now, he's in a band as well, and so you're a musician. He's yes. a musician. Uh, how yes. how and you have a child? How is that? How have you guys navigated life um, while both pursuing music and building a family? That's fascinating. How have y'all navigated that? It is. It definitely has its crazy moments, but we love it. And I'll say that you know, even before I met him, I knew that whoever I married that. Uh, that music and traveling would be a part of our marriage because that's my calling too. So um, I kind of knew, you know, that that would be part of my marriage no matter what. And then meeting him and falling in love with him and um, his calling is also just, um, I'm thankful we, we both, you know, for most of our lives have had a clarity of what we're called to do and what we're made to do and, um, as far as voc- vocationally um, with music, you know, we've both kind of had that as 
clear paths before us for a long time. So, you know, he brought that to our marriage and I brought it to our marriage too. So it's what we signed up for. So we're not really too thrown, you know, by it. It's all we've ever known. You know, we go weeks at a time without seeing each other, but thankfully he grew up watching his parents do that um, with his dad on the road a ton growing up. So he's also watched his dad his whole life um, be a father. So now my husband, you know, has had an amazing example of a traveling musician, um, how to be a wonderful father and, you know, be able to serve and pursue your calling in music, even if that means on the road and far away sometimes. Um, so I feel like we, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's a bunch of hard times and especially having a little one, um, and me being home, uh, alone with her often while he's on tour. And, you know, there's certainly lonely times and, um, trying times, but at the same time, we feel so certain that we're called to this life and, uh, we're really, we're our best selves when we're operating in that calling. So even if it sounds kind of crazy to other people to sort of have a long distance marriage during <laughs> tour season and, uh, you know, have a baby and Lord willing, I hope we have more. And, um, it's really all we know and, and we really love it. And I'm grateful that Will, my husband is, um, we've, I think we've kind of figured out, uh, with the exception of just the tough, the tough days that are inevitable, um, kind of figured out how we best communicate when we're apart and sort of our rhythms for our relationship. So, uh, yeah, the short answer is it's all we know. So we have, we just love it. (laughs) Well, it's neat that you, that you, and and I guess, you know, that God's pretty impressive, you know, that, uh, that he prepared both of you separately. Say, this is what I want you to do. And then when he brought you together, there was no question to it. And then for him to have, like you said, a a father that uh, was able to lay that example out for you both to kind of pull from, um, it just yeah. shows that God was preparing things like he seems to do sometimes, right? Long before we ever uh, dreamed yeah. things. Uh, now, we're here with Jillian Edwards, uh, JillianEdwards.com. Jillian, what first got you into music? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, my dad is a songwriter, and he plays the piano and he, for the pure love of it. And so I grew up, you know, hearing him sit down at the piano every single day. And he wrote songs and writes songs for any sort of occasion, whether it's, you know, someone's getting married, someone's having a baby, someone is going through a divorce, someone is, you know, there's a funeral, or just like a normal day when there's not an event. He is just someone who is drawn to um, putting language to everyday moments and uh, and also milestone moments of life so I grew up that was just sort of the like uh, what's the word it's just kind of the flow of Mm -hmm. our house is kind of him setting that tone and he and my mom would sing together at church and at all sorts of places around town and um, so I have two older sisters and a twin brother and 
so we were all we all kind of followed suit and you just kind of jump in and found a harmony and sang your part <laughs> if you wanted to or you just danced around the living room floor and if there's a guitar laying around we kind of pick it up and do our best to learn and um yeah so i think your question was what brought me into music was that how you said mm-hmm. it yeah yeah that that's really the the foundation is just sort of um having an, a really early love and comfort around music. It just kind of was a natural a natural thing for everybody in my family. So I think that's what really started it. As you were growing up and, and you really began to get into music, was music something you always felt like you wanted to do? Was there a certain point when that hit? Do you remember that time? I do remember basically always wanting to do that. Um, I remember in fourth grade at school, uh, we all had to decorate these little teddy bears with like what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I remember I decorated mine with a purple sequin dress and I made a little microphone out of a pin cap and glued it to the teddy bear's hand. And so I just, I just always envisioned myself singing and, um, yeah, it's it's just always been there. And I had some very real uh, nervousness and stage fright and I was pretty shy as a as a little kid. But I just wasn't worried about it. I just kind of felt like, oh, I'll get over it whenever I need to get over it. And <laughs> that's what happens. God just, you know, made it happen and walked me through some some shaky you know, open mics and uh, some surprise performances and stuff that really helped me. So, yeah, I, I do I do always remember just imagining myself singing, and that was kind of just the end of the story. Like, I, I didn't imagine myself doing anything else. So you grew up in a family where, where music was just prevalent, really fostered that within you. You always want to do it. As you're listening to music growing up, who were these influences that you were listening to um, that, that began to shape you even before you began to realize it? Who were you listening to growing up? Yes. Um, I grew up loving pop music mm-hmm. uh, and country music and Christian music. Um, I remember laying on my bedroom floor like next to my boom box with um remember when we called them boom boxes? i do i do i wasn't gonna say anything but i do <laughs> you took me back just then uh, a second <laughs> yes but that's what it was it is box. and listening to you know 90s mariah carey and just mm. like just fixated on like the run in her voice and just her control of her voice. And, you know, I am nothing vocally like Mariah Carey, but her that like always be my baby. And like all those just classic love songs are extremely nostalgic for me. And I think just kind of the, the fun and the beauty of music really stamped me um, through that. And then also, um, at the same time, like stir in like Shania Twain mm. and stir in um, Nicole Nordman and Amy Grant and uh, you know so I think my my mom I have lots of memories of driving around with my mom you know just like belting Celine Dion and <laughs> you know just kind of 
pop radio and just enjoying it so much. So um, I think there's a lot of influences um, in me, but those are kind of some of my earliest memories of just like sort of stamps in time of, of music. Yeah, it's, it's, I love to hear people's influences, and I like to listen. Uh, I told you before we got started, I've been listening you know, to your music just kind of all the way through, getting ready for this this interview today. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. fascinating to listen to like, Mariah Carey, which is this big, belting voice, right, with insane yeah. control. And, and listening to you, you have, you have unbelievable control, yet you have this voice that creates just a place to breathe. And, that, and that's one of the best ways I can oh, describe your music is you. it was, is, is, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, I can, I'm, I'm really enjoying this and I can just thank breathe you. for a second. What is that? Is that huh. always kind of been your MO? Um, was there a point where wow. you kind of moved away from, I, I don't, I don't want to be a, did, did you try to be a big belter like Mariah Carey at some point? Like, you know what? That's just not me. And kind of found your niche where you are now because you found it. Oh, thank you. That that's so kind. I I love that. Um uh I think for sure growing up, you know, my twin brother and I would, you know, lead worship in our youth group growing up and Cole, my twin brother would always, you know, play guitar and lead and I'd do the harmonies and stuff and um my oldest sister has a really uh you know, powerful belting voice and um and I think a lot of, you know, music that I love has has those, you know, powerhouse voices. So I think I, I love that kind of stuff. But um, as as far as music I've written and recorded and released, um, I know that I'm not a powerhouse. So I, I feel like I have, um, you know, that's fun for me to like try to do and sing along in my car. <laughs> but it's not my sweet spot. It's not, you know, where I'm most at home, like you said. So um, I do think that I uh, try to stay in the, and and embrace kind of the tender, quiet place mm-hmm. um, of my voice because that's where I'm most myself. Um, so I, I want to write songs and melodies that suit my voice and and suit uh, what I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm like so grateful that to hear you say that you feel like you can breathe. Like that's such a compliment. I, I'm so thank you for saying that. Cause that's what for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe less is more for my voice because. I think the uh, sort of, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm still learning how to embrace my own voice and really, um, I don't know, stay in the comfort of, of what's home for me, for my voice. And I think it is that sort of uh, quiet, quiet space and being, being okay with, uh, embracing sort of a, a strength in the quietness instead of, you know, it's easy for me to think I need to, you know, be loud right. to be impressive. Right. <laughs> um, so I can definitely fall into that, you know, at times. 
um, when I feel like I, like if I'm in a situation where I, you know, I can, my voice can just get swallowed up if mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I, it's not, it doesn't project very far. So it has to be, it can't be, really be carried by volume. It has to be carried by like a leaning in listening ear. So, uh, that's, that can be a challenge. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question at no, all. No, I love that. No, no, you did, and I love that because as, I, as I'm listening to you, um, you know, we always, for whatever reason, like we as humans, if we're not mm-hmm. careful, we'll get caught up wanting to be what we're not. And, yeah. and so to hear you talk about the, the tension of, yeah, it's easy to be drawn that way, but in essence, I'm trying to be who I was created to be. And, mm-hmm. and, and we think of that in songwriting, Right, but mm-hmm. it's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing when I because my mind's starting to run around like different people, you know. Now, like, oh, let me think through this for a second. Of uh, now, no, I, I have to also write to like this is my voice. This is the voice that God has given me, and yes, so to write the so music good. that fits that. Um, no, you answered that beautifully. Um, and uh, now I want to try just a little bit here. And so we're talking about influences mm-hmm. and um, and different people growing up. If you could open up, share the stage with anybody. Dead or alive, who would you choose? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I do not know how to answer that, but the first that comes to mind is Allison Krauss. No, yeah. she is like one of my favorite voices of all time. She's not someone who I like grew up listening to mm-hmm. as much, but is more as an adult um, such. Uh, a fan uh if anyone has mastered the art of the tender voice it's her <laughs> um and i just love uh i love her song choices i love how she presents herself and i don't know she just seems like an awesome person um so she comes to mind um Dolly Parton comes to mind. Well, of course, right? <laughs> um, who is another, she's someone else who I, I don't know, like her entire catalog, you know, front to back or anything like that. But what I do know about her and the songs she writes and, uh, and anytime I've, you know, seen or heard interviews about her, um, I'm just really intrigued by her and just have a lot of respect for her, um, so she's someone who comes to mind. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's. I think, I that's think those great, are my answers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I accept both of those, and uh, we'll send we'll send Dolly an email and see what we can do for y'all. Right? We'll see oh, what happens. Sure. You know, yeah, we'll, yeah, make, yeah. we'll make a call. We'll make a call. <laughs> do you have a favorite song to play live? Oh, you know, I feel like whenever a songwriters asked about a favorite song the answer is always the same which is that they're like your kids you can't really pick a favorite but I can pick which one is most comfortable for me and like I feel most at home with Um, and right now that's a song called Meadow it's the title track of uh, my new album but it's it's just one that feels like I could sing it for my whole life without without trying it's mm. kind of like you know kind of like what we were just talking about it's like my voice feels really comfortable in it melodically lyrically 
it's really comfortable and at home for me. I I feel like I could have written it 15 years ago and Mm. like 75 year old Jillian could have written it too. Like it just feels like me. Um, So that's, that's my answer for now. Just the one that feels most at home. We want to take this opportunity to share the song that Jillian was just sharing about. It's the title track from her new album, Meadow, that's now available anywhere that you purchase music. And be sure to stick around for the rest of my interview with Jillian. We'll discuss an awkward onstage moment, her songwriting process, and a hidden talent that you probably never heard before. But for now, enjoy Meadow by Jillian Edwards. Your love is a meadow I'm free to run around in Barefoot on the soil I'm feeling like a child again What if there's nothing to be afraid of? I think you're closer than my blood What if you're Inside, when I 
We're here with Jillian Edwards, JillianEdwards.com. Jillian, you know, live music is is the staple of uh, many musicians and, and going out and playing. And, and there's so many unbelievable moments that we get to experience uh, while creating mm-hmm. live music. But there's always those goofy things that happen. Do you have a <laughs> most embarrassing onstage moment? You know, it. what comes to mind is not, you know, like an incident that happened to me. It's more just when my awkwardness gets the best of me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I've had to just embrace any, any awkward stage presence as, you know, leaning into it as a gift. That's like what I'm choosing to believe <laughs> is that it's a gift. But sometimes I'm like, oh, man, what am I even talking about right now? But the instance that comes to mind, it's usually when I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. when I, like, go on a rabbit trail of talking on stage in between songs. And I'm like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> and there was one show probably, like, six or seven years ago. It just was, like, the venue was not suited for me. It was kind of just a a downer venue Mm -hmm. and a downer show like the you know like when the placement of the people are weird like it it was also in a restaurant so like some people were like ticket buyers who came to hear music who came to hear us on purpose and some people were just not ticket buyers who were just you know eating their burger and their backs (laughs) were to me so there's this like awkward just i feel insecure (laughs) (laughs) and I just remember I started talking about burgers and the burger that I had eaten for dinner and asking about their burgers and how it was tasting and just like found myself like what and it's just like cricket you know like like how's the burger and just like you know just talking myself into just irrelevant conversation just because I felt uncomfortable so that sounds maybe not embarrassing but for my personality I was just like oh man uh what am I doing what am I doing here so that's what comes to mind my my burger monologue I completely get it and I can hear it in my mind uh because people don't understand that when, when, when we play places um Music is 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 taxing enough. There's enough going through your brain, uh, remembering words, chords, changes. If you're playing with other people, make sure everybody's on the same page. There's enough going through your mind, and then and then there's that next level where it's like there's people eating burgers, you know. And then there's like this is not going well, and so then your mind just begins to break down. So no, I can hear it perfectly, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I have those same moments in my mind. So I resonate with you completely on that uh, and and then nobody responds yeah nobody responds to oh, you now man. you just talked about burgers for a couple of minutes and and then <laughs> and then people were getting up and leave you know it's like oh gosh let's just let's so just end awkward. this thing now you know we're gonna cut this set yes. list in half and move on yes. from our life no i completely get been there done that got the shirt understand completely <laughs> again we're here with julian edwards julianedwards.com uh, Jillian, as you've grown through, uh, you know, we talked about just beginning in, in, in a home that fostered music, who you were listening mm-hmm. to growing up, beginning to play. Um, you know, even now, are, are there specific songwriters or types of songwriters that you're drawn to? 
definitely. Um, I think, um, you know, I think it's natural to gravitate towards voices and melodies that just feel comfortable to me. So Mindy Smith is a writer and artist that I, I really love. And, you know, I mentioned Alison Krauss earlier. Um, I think their voices, um, Nicole Nordman, I, I love the intimacy and sort of delicate approach and conversational approach um, to their writing. Um, so, yeah, those are the first that come to mind. What's your songwriting process like? Well, it depends what my end goal is. Okay. Um, because I spend um, a good amount of time writing for TV and film and commercials and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So when I'm writing for that sort of thing, it's a totally different experience than, you know, I'm writing songs for for me and for, you know, out of a place of service for other people to hopefully, um, you know, ultimately I would love my music to be something that, you know, God speaks to people through and brings them, you know, just into a deeper understanding of his love. So, um, you know, no matter what kind of song I'm writing, I am hopeful and expectant that, first of all, that God would cover it all. And no matter what the words are, no matter if I'm writing a love song or a, you know, trying to write a song for a commercial or something of that sort, or whether I'm writing a a prayer song or um, something that's specifically relating to my faith and my relationship with God across the board. I'm, I'm just hopeful and, you know, interesting the whole craft to God. And then um, when I'm writing for, you know, my, my artist stuff, which is the most life-giving for me is that kind of writing, which is, um, which is the most personal. Um, The process looks usually starts with um, a phrase or a few phrases that I just sing you know, without a guitar, without piano, it's just kind of a melody and a few words that pop into my head and, and then, you know, sitting down and playing, you know, kind of messing around on guitar. And my dad told me forever ago that writing a song is a lot like trying to remember a song that you already know. So Hmm. it's kind of like there's, there's already a form like imagining that there's already a form of it out there and it's like something that's already in you and you're just trying to land it. Hmm. So I think that's kind of how I always envisioned it. And then thankfully I get to, you know, write often with other people who just bring their own genius to it. And I just, I really love writing with other people and, you know, sometimes it looks like starting from scratch together and sometimes it looks like, you know, one of us, um, if it's me writing for uh, an album of mine, then, you know, sometimes I'll I'll bring a, a thought or a melodic thing in and we'll kind of go from there and um, 
chase it. So that is a little bit about the process for me. I heard a quote by you that said, I want to provide healing through your music. And mm -hmm. that for me comes from beauty. Now that requires, to me, um, a certain level of, I guess, vulnerability and, and honesty mm -hmm. in songwriting. Is, 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 is writing real, honest, vulnerable songs, has that been a challenge for you? Has that come naturally? Um, it's something that I had to choose, choose to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't necessarily happen without me being intentional. Yeah. So I think since becoming a mother, my daughter is almost two and a half now. And I think really, um, becoming a mom really in a precious way forced me to really refine why I write songs because my capacity, <clears throat> time and energy to pour into this calling of music is much more concentrated and refined now because so much of my life and energy is being a mom mm -hmm. as it should be. Um, you know, being a mom does take up, you know, so so much uh, life and so I think what I'm getting at is I had to make the choice like what do I want to spend like this is the energy I have this mm -hmm. is the space I have I don't I can't afford to just kind of like float around musically and like hopefully land on something like for the first time, I've really made a choice what lane I wanted to be in as an artist. Mm -hmm. And um, so for the first time, I'm really uh, on purpose stepping into this Christian music genre. Um, and for me, like, you know, the titles and labels of different genres um, on some levels is irrelevant. Like, it's just an external thing. But at the same time, being able to choose, like, I'm going to speak directly to faith. And I'm going to give language to faith-shaking moments and faith-making moments. And I want to write songs that nourish people's faith and nourish my own faith. And I need to write songs of truth and things that God has made known to my heart and um, for my own sake so that so that that truth sinks into me and you know Lord willing sinks into other people so for me I really had to choose that path and kind of just let myself run in that direction on purpose um, as opposed to kind of like leaving a bunch of lanes open for myself yeah um, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. So, um, I'm not sure if I, I hopefully I answered that in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, we're with Jillian Edwards, JillianEdwards.com. Now you say you write for, at least you have, I don't know if you still are writing for, for film and, mm -hmm. and to, do you remember the first song you heard like on a show of, of yours? Oh, um, one of the first ones that I'm thinking of is actually a Payless shoe commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was one of the first times that uh, I remember I was I was on a, a tour, actually, like a little a little tour that I booked myself. And I, it was just me and one other friend that was traveling with me. And we had stopped to get my oil changed in my little Mazda that we were driving across the country. <laughs> and I was sitting in the car place waiting for my oil to get changed. And on the TV in the car place, the Payless commercial came on. And I heard my voice and... I don't think that's ever happened since then, like where you just happen to hear <laughs> it somewhere, you know, yeah. most times it's my mom, you know, DVR recording something and then, you know, she saves it for me. So what was that moment <laughs> but, like in uh, the, in the, in the, in the old change place? Was it like, that's me, that's me, or did you kind of, just kind of bask well, in it for a moment? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just by myself. Um, I can't even remember. There may have been one other person, you know, like someone who I didn't know waiting in the little waiting area, too. Or I might have been by myself. But I think I, you know, didn't say anything. I think I probably just had this goofy grin on my face and probably <laughs> gasped, like a dramatic gasp. Grasp? Gasp? Gasped? Um, yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just kind of those... A crazy, a crazy moment for me. Uh, I, I yeah. choose to believe that the people around you were just like, man, that girl really loves Payless. You know, she just really <laughs> loves her Payless. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Wow. Good deal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're here with uh, Jillian Edwards. Uh, JillianEdwards.com. Jillian, you've been so gracious with your time today. Thank you so much. Um, you got oh, time for a little you. rapid fire? Sure, I'm kind of nervous. Oh, it's fine. You got it. All right. What's your favorite color? Green. Are you an early person or a late person? Late person. Amen. Person after my heart. (laughs) What's the last Halloween costume you remember wearing? Oh. Oh, I was a dog. I was a mama dog. Will was a dad dog, and our daughter was a baby dog. <laughs> or bear. It was bear. It a was bear. bear. A we, bear. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite yeah. junk food? Uh, so many. So many. Oh, chips and queso? Okay. All right. All right. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Grumpy. <laughs> Do you identify with him? <laughs> Depend on the day. Uh, would you rather climb a mountain or jump out of an airplane? Oh, climb a mountain. What color is your toothbrush? Uh, pink. In the movie about your life, the Jillian Edwards story, who is the actress that plays you? Meg Ryan. All right. All right. All right. Throw back a little bit. Okay. Okay. Is she, are you a big Meg, Meg Ryan, Ryan fan? What's your favorite Meg Ryan movie? Uh, you've got me all. Of course, of course. If you had to teach any subject in school, what would it be? English. Time machine for one day. Where do you go? Wow. <laughs> uh, the the morning the sunrise. My husband proposed. All right, all right. Favorite cartoon growing up. Oh. A cartoon growing up. My brother and I loved Barney. He's not a cartoon, though. That's fair. I'll um, accept that. I'll accept Barney. Okay. That's close okay. enough. That's close enough. Favorite movie? Oh. Oh, that thing you do. 
Oh yeah. Father of the bride. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, man. You're th- yeah. you're throwing some stuff back a little bit. Meg Ryan. <laughs> I love questions. <laughs> Meg Ryan, that thing you do. Father mm-hmm. the bride. All right. All right. What's the most useless talent that you have? Oh, um, I can talk in a Yoshi voice. Do you know what? who Yoshi is? Like from uh, from Mario Brothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will you do it right now? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I regret that immediately. No, of course, no, no one else does. Um, did uh, so? Did you did you grow up like a like Mario Nintendo person and like you love that? Or? I mean, I have a I have a twin brother. So, okay. Uh, so you know, he Santa would bring him Mario Kart and all the Nintendo things. So. My sisters and I would for sure join in. You know, he had to have someone to play That's with. Right. So, you know, you know what's ridiculous? That's how I am with my son right now. I have an eight-year-old son yes. who, who's like into Mario. I'm like, well, I guess somebody's got to play with him. Might as well be me, you know. Yeah. And so it's like yes. the inner child in me is that's running great. back. Yeah, it's great. So, oh, that's perfect. I can't wait to let him hear that Yoshi voice. Last one. <laughs> favorite TGIF Friday night show you used to watch growing up? Ooh. Man, I don't really remember shows only like available on Friday. I guess like Boy Meets World comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's probably my favorite too. Again, we're Jillian Edwards at JillianEdwards.com. Jillian, you've been wonderful and a ton of fun. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking the time and for your care. And I just, I loved talking to you. So thank you so much. Hey, you got it. Hey, we'll catch you down the road. Thanks so much, Jillian. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. You can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com. A special thanks to our sponsors, Visible Music College and Madison Line Records. Be sure to tune in next time as we explore the stories behind the tunes with more of your favorite artists.